the best time of the day show. If you've been following the podcast from the start, you'll know that I've mentioned uh, Mayfair magazine because that's where a friend of mine used to work back in its heyday. And uh, it had a very, very... It was in Chantry Lane, about sort of third or fourth floor up in an office building, an old sort of Victorian-type office building. And uh, it was a very unusual place to work, really. And the idea behind it was if you had the girl sets, which were the pictures, because everyone used to say, oh, you know, your mate works at Mayfair. I bet he's surrounded by naked women. No, not at all, actually. There's two other blokes in the editorial department and the girl sets, the photographs, are sent in or commissioned. Uh, oh, so, you, you know, apart from... We, we look at the... We see the naked women just as you do by buying the magazine. We just write it, OK? So it's not as exciting as you think it is. And also, after a while, it just becomes flesh, OK? Fair enough. You might as well work in a butcher's. Right. So therefore... OK, fine. Uh, with, with that, so you've got that. The girl sets sometimes are sent in unsolicited. And if they're good, because there are lots of rival publications, the idea was... If if you didn't want to publish them yourself, the idea was to keep hold of them for as long as possible so they didn't go back to the owner who took the photographs and has taken sort of razzle or someone like that or fiesta to be published there. So you sit on them. And there was a particularly irascible uh, Australian photographer who had sent in a girl set, a set of nude f- pictures, which the editor decided he didn't want to publish because I think they may have been too rude. So therefore, everyone has standards, you know. There was actually a sign saying uh, there was a little editorial uh, thing which you had to uh, adhere to, which was no pink to show, apparently. Um, and the uh, the idea was you'd sit on them, uh, but the Australian guy wanted these pictures back. So you would phone up regularly saying, uh, can I have the... I won't do the accent. Can I have the uh, cover photographs back? Uh uh, well, the uh, the editor still got them. Uh, I want those pictures back. And, of course, he got more and more annoyed by this. Where's my fucking pictures? Well, I want my bloody pictures back. Give me their fucking pictures back. They've been on for eight. And I think he wants his pictures back. Uh, and the editor would say, no, we'll sit on a bit longer. And then one day, remember, they're three or four stories up. There was a red phone in the office, which was a direct line to my mate's desk. There's only three of them in the editorial department from the editor's desk. And the phone rang. And... It was the editor. Uh, what would you say if there's a man standing on the ledge outside my office, banging on the window, threatening to kill me unless I give him his pictures back? Well, I'd give him his pictures back if I were you. How did he get there? And what he'd done, this bloke had snuck past the reception desk, gone into the toilet, and had climbed out of the window onto the ledge. This ledge, six inches wide, ledge, and had edged his way along this ledge to the window of the editor's office and started hammering on the window to get it. I think he got his photographs back in the end. The best time of the day show is back tomorrow. La-di-da.